welcome. This is Caslin, and this is Always Acting Up, your podcast where I will be sharing all of my personal stories and journeys as an actress in the entertainment industry. This episode, I do have a very special guest all the way from Australia, currently living here in Las Vegas, and we're going to ask her tons and tons of questions. But first, I want to give a shout out to you guys following along on YouTube, my podcast. Thanks for tuning in, Instagram, and of course, a very special shout out to my producer, Hisani Johnson. Yes. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, I do have a very special guest today. And she is a singer and she is amazing, phenomenal. So I'm so excited to have her here. It is my friend Lauren Ashley Fraser. Hello. Welcome. I am going to special request her to sing later <laughs> so you guys know what I'm talking about. Okay, maybe. <laughs> It'll be awesome. So I have to tell you guys a quick story of how we met. It was kind of crazy. It was almost like a blind date. Mm -hmm. We have a, um, a mutual friend who was in a show here in Las Vegas, uh, Tony and Tina's. And um, our friend Valerie was, why did they, they had um, extra tickets. I think it was their opening week. So they would trying to ah it's like their preview weeks that's right mm -hmm. and uh I don't know I, I don't know if you had any she didn't have anyone to go with and no. I didn't have anyone to go with <laughs> and she's like hey you should come in and, uh my friend Lauren's gonna be there and you guys can come and see the show and have dinner and we basically met on a blind date a blind friendship date yay <laughs> and um yeah that's how we met we both did a uh, super summer theater last year which was like a really cool theater company here in Las Vegas, like it's in the mountains and uh, you see the show and then the theater and uh, we were in different shows, but um, we kind of all got to do Super Summer Theater last year. Was that the year before? I think it was actually 2018. Y'all, I'm confused. I don't even know what day it is. Quarantine has completely given us no idea of what century we're I, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost. But um, yeah, obviously I wasn't singing. I was doing my dancing and she was in another show singing. And um, that's kind of how all of that came together. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you guys can hear, but... Lauren does have an Australian accent. Sometimes. It comes and goes. I'm I'm like an in-between American and Australian. I'm a hybrid right now. I hear that often, actually, from people who are from Australia or the UK. Does it, like, fade out since you're around so many other different accents? Or how does that happen? I think when you're a performer, you get so used to hearing other people speak and you start to mimic it. So... Funny other story, when I was 19, I lived in Scotland for a year, and I came back to Australia to go to college with an English accent. <laughs> Not Scottish, English. I don't know if that works at all. And then I went home to spend Christmas with my family, and I sounded very, very Australian. In Australia, we have a word called a bogan. Okay, tell me about that. And... That is basically, the easiest way to describe it is a redneck, but um, it's a very, very thick Australian accent. So that's what I came back with to college for a second year. My cute English for English accent was gone. And then since living here, I guess 
I talk to Americans all day. When I'm on stage, I pretend to be American. So it just kind of mushes together. My family kind of yell at me all the time. You know, it's actually really funny. Lauren was here the other day doing an audition scene. And she's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to audition. And um, I can only audition in an American accent. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I, I can't even do it with my regular Australian nope. accent. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, that's crazy. And I, I didn't even like hear it myself. I didn't even realize that. She was not speaking in her regular accent, which was impressive. Like, fooled me. <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll fool everybody. <laughs> which is what um, I'm super excited to chat with you today because um, I think it's fascinating. I really do to just pick up your whole life and pursue a dream in a different country. It has to be so difficult and so many unknowns and what a journey. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to need you to tell me a little bit about your life back in Australia. Like, what was your training like? Did you go to school? Uh, were you doing shows back there? I need I need to know everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so I studied at the Western Australia Academy of Performing Arts, Ooh. which... You may or may not have heard of, but you definitely will have heard of a guy called Hugh Jackman. And that is where he went to school. What? Hugh Jackman. Um, so he is probably the most famous graduate to come out of my school. Um, and I studied opera. I studied and did my undergrad and my postgrad in classical voice, which is a degree I've never actually used. Um, mm -hmm. I studied classical voice because Kristen Chenoweth was my idol, and she studied opera. So I was like, oh, if she did it, then that's what I must do, because I want to sing high notes and then learn how to belt later. I'm learning so much already. I had no idea. I <laughs> What? I had no idea. Sorry, continue. No, no, I, I love it. It's, it's fun. Um, so I was there for four years, and that's over in Perth. Um, and my family actually live in Queensland. So when my degree was over, I actually went home to Queensland for a little bit because while I was in college, unfortunately, at separate times, both of my parents had actually been very, very ill. Um, so I kind of put the brakes on myself a little bit to go home and spend some time with them. And I actually did very few and far between auditions. I did a lot of regional theater, but I was, you know, when you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, you're like, oh, I want to, I have this dream and I want to pursue it, but then also, God forbid, something happens to my family. So I did that and I did a bunch of regional theater up in Queensland. And then while, or whenever I could, whenever I did get an audition, I would fly down to Sydney. And I got called back a bunch, but the Australian theatre community is very, very dance-heavy. So mm. I kind of was struggling to find my niche in, in that. So I was going to auditions and I was doing well, and but I didn't quite get to the point where they were putting me on the stage. Was it, um, did you need to be stronger as a dancer or is just more opportunities for dancers, not dancer, uh, singer dancers. There were more opportunities for dancer dancers. Got it. But, and like, so if you went to an audition, quite often they would dance you first, so they didn't even get to hear me sing. I mean, that's very common, even in America. Oh, 
that stinks. That's life. Especially <laughs> if like dancing is like your strongest, strongest point. You're like, hello, like you guys didn't even get like to the good part. You didn't even get to the dessert. Right. Oh. Um, but that's, I mean, that that is what it is. And I, I was struggling and I was like, why, why? why can't I do this thing? You know, I, it's your passion and you're auditioning and you're going as hard as you possibly can. And then I had an opportunity to come to Vegas. Um, Ooh, that was going to be my next question. So what was that opportunity? Like what sparked the idea of, was it Vegas or to the U.S.? Well, U.S. was always my dream. When I got really down and out and bummed in college, I would sit there and scroll through the Broadway World auditions. Oh. And I was like, this is what I really, really want to do. So um, I, I kind of, let me backtrack for a second. Oh, no, no, and never mind. You can cut that bit out. <laughs> Vegas. Um, I was actually dating a guy who was studying here in Vegas at the time. And I had just done The Little Mermaid in Australia. And you guys, I know some of you guys who are listening on the podcast, um, she actually looks like Ariel. She's got like the brightest red hair with blue eyes. Like if you were to see The Little Mermaid, like Ariel, like the actual cover of the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's her. That's her. She she actually looks like an Ariel. You look like a mermaid. Thank you. I, I don't know what a mermaid looks like, but you look like a mermaid. Thank you. It's my tail. It kind of gives it away, doesn't it? Yes. Totally. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, he was here in Vegas and I was on the Vegas auditions and I saw an audition for The Little Mermaid. So I took a chance and I reached out to them and was like, hey, do you accept video auditions? And they were like, yeah, sure. You're in Australia. That's kind of weird, but sure. And I sent my stuff into them. And by my stuff, I mean I recorded every single song in the show because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do Little Mermaid in Las Vegas. Yes. Please cast me as Ariel. And then they were like, cool, here's some sides. And I recorded a bunch of sides. And then they were like, hey, we want you to be Ariel. So I came over from Australia to be Ariel in Las Vegas. And it was pretty much a dream come true. It was an amazing company to work with. And it was a beautiful show. And then when it was over, I had to go home. Yeah, that was was my question. Like, did you fly yourself here? And you had to do all that? Yes. Okay. I, I figured like when I go places right now, I fly myself everywhere yeah. until we get to the point where they will be flying us out there. Right. And did they have any problems with you being Australian or they were just like, I love you. I want you. Please come and do our show. Um, I, they never seemed to have any problems. I mean, there were some accent things. So that that's that's where the, I kind of very much learned my how to do American accent mm. because the, the funniest thing I can think of is there are certain words that in Australian, we say the same way when it's two different words. So there's a line in The Little Mermaid that is the source of your evil, which is a big shell. And that's the source of her evil. You're saying source. Source, yes. Like, I'm thinking she's talking like sauce, like tomato sauce. Yes, that's it. That's what I did, right? So in Australia, tomato sauce and the source of your evil are exactly the same. So we're in this, doing this scene, blocking the scene, and I go, the sauce of your evil, and everybody loses their bananas laughing. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. That's amazing. And okay. they were like, 
learn its source source and i was like oh so then it's very funny if you look at the video my r is so hard it's like the source of your evil oh my god that's so funny i was trying to think like maybe there's some type of like sauce that went on the shell and i don't know no. okay no. yeah <laughs> I, I see the problem here it was just me and my my bad american accent <laughs> oh i love it okay that's great did you perform at um where did you perform here it was the henderson pavilion that one was at oh wow so then you had to go back yes so i i was like how can i stay in this country what can i do and i had gotten a job teaching and there's a big teacher shortage in las vegas mm -hmm. so i managed to get a job teaching elementary music at a school and they helped me with my visa Yay. Yay! Thanks for education. Education. And I was over here and I was teaching full time and then I was trying to gig on the side. And that is that is hard because being a teacher destroys your voice. I got laryngitis, I think, five times in that school year. Wow. Is it because you're singing so much or it's just because I love you guys, but little kids are germy sometimes? Yes, both. Okay. Both. And and they're so sweet and they love you so much and they want to love on you and cuddle you. But they're like, I love Miss Frazier. And they're snotty and they're like, yeah. and you're like, oh, I love you too. Please wash your hands now. You know what? When I was coaching gymnastics, there was a time period when I first started. It was like every four weeks mm -hmm. on the dot, I mm -hmm. would get sick yeah. or a cold. And I was just like, I feel terrible all the time. Yeah. And, um, it just, yeah, I think that's just kind of part of it until you build up uh, an immune system. Mm -hmm. But when you're also doing other gigs and stuff on the t uh, on the side, you don't have as much time to rest and relax because right. you're always busy. And right. yeah, I, I totally have had that struggle. So I, I definitely understand. It, it was it was tough. I mean, the kind of second biggest thing that I got that year was I was doing the holiday show on the Link Promenade, which was this super exciting opportunity. And I got to wear a big gown and we did four shows an hour no four shows a night no every half an hour I can't remember we did lots of shows and um it was cold out and during that run I got laryngitis again oh. and it was just like I couldn't catch a break you know <laughs> I always wonder like what is that like like as a singer when you're sick like when I'm when I was dancing when I'm sick like Nobody's going to know because I'm not talking. I put a fake ass smile on my face and I just perform the best that I can. But when you're singing, people can actually hear you. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Like if your sinuses or your nose is all stuff like I can't even imagine. How do you even perform? I mean, prednisone was okay. it's a steroid <laughs> and it's like magic, but it makes you put on a lot of weight <laughs> um, but it, it is it's magic and it's how I got through the shows I mean I didn't have a full voice that I was used to having mm -hmm. but it um it you know you can stumble through and you just pray that that's not the show people record and put on the internet it's Got it. you just do your best and the really cool thing one of my teachers in college told me that you're gonna be at your peak like 10% of the time. So it's about faking it till you make it the rest of the time. Yeah, well, faking it till you make it or making that other 90% still good. 
You know, you're oh still performing, God. you're still there, you're still present. It's you have no control sometimes what comes out of your mouth and you're like, ooh. Oh, well, that's done. You know what? And I, I also think, like, I know what my best is, mm-hmm. but you don't. So exactly. you may be seeing me, you may be seeing me at, like, 80% and thinking, that's great. And I'm over here like, oh, that was terrible. Exactly. That was so bad. But nobody else is going to know that but you. Mm-hmm. And for people who are, like, tone deaf like me, like, she was trying to show me a video clip. And she's like, Look, listen how breathy it was. I was sick here. And I was like, I don't know. It sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. It sounds good. I liked it. Well, and that's that's super lovely. You know, I was like, here I was having a mental breakdown, being like, I have vocal damage. But she's like, I liked it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it sounded great to me. Thanks, friend. <laughs> so, like, what, moving here to Vegas, mm-hmm. what do you think has been, like, the biggest struggle with, um, like, just being in a new environment? Like, mm-hmm. Vegas is... um. It's awesome, but it's a whole new world. It's a whole new world for you. A whole new world. Um, It is a very, very dry climate. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even think about that for you. It is. And allergies uh, kick your butt. Like, absolutely kick your butt. Like, right now. Yeah. Yeah, struggling. And for me, I don't know how allergies get you, but they get me through post-nasal drip. Oh. And that'd be dripping onto my vocal folds. Okay, yeah. No, for me, allergies right now, you know, my eyes, like, I wake up and I have to, like, pry my eyes open. Oh. And um, I sneeze just 24-7. Like, I'm like, hang on, I gotta sneeze. Okay, yeah. So the dryness here in Vegas has been a struggle. Yeah, and and kind of, it's, I felt like I had to learn how to sing again when I came here. Mm. Um, I don't know if everybody has that experience, but I have had singer friends who have to get injections of um, allergy steroids every kind of three to six months. Otherwise, they can't sing. Wow. So it's, that's interesting. What about like a humidifier? I, I have a humidifier, but it, it doesn't stop the post nasally stuff for me. Because it's everywhere. The pollen, you guys, it, it is dry. Like it is really a struggle, especially right now mm-hmm. right now and then um besides allergies how do you feel about auditions like do you feel like there's enough auditions um pretty much the minute i moved to las vegas all of the theater stuff closed you moved like three years ago four years ago um mid 2017 is when i came here so all they used to be Jazzy Boys, Mamma Mia, Rock of Ages, all used to be on the strip. And it was like the second that I moved here, it was like, oh, no, we're closing. See ya. You know what? I I actually heard that because when I first moved here as well, I was still dancing. And I kept hearing from so many of the dancers who were already in Vegas saying that they had like 42 shows or something like that closed on the strip. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think what was happening is people were coming to Vegas to see the DJ sets. And they weren't coming to see the shows anymore. Mm -hmm. So... All of the girls in like Jubilee, for example, are now auditioning for the go-go, go-go um, roles that they would have never mm-hmm. done before. But, you know, people have to work. They have to right. make money. So like all those people who were in shows don't have a job anymore. So now they are getting the jobs that I would have gotten. But um, yeah, there was a huge um, amount of shows being closed. I think about, I think I moved around the same time yeah. here. So 
that was probably a struggle for all of us. Yeah. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? It was it was fun. And then the auditions that there are, there's so few and far between. And the girls that are in the roles that I'm singing for, they're not leaving. They don't want to leave. You got a job. You're staying in that job, you know? Mm-hmm. So it it's I haven't personally broken into a strip show yet. Like a Las Vegas strip show, not a like. I know you have to be careful what you say. <laughs> oh, I'm in Vegas. What are you doing? Oh, I'm a dancer, and they're like, oh. Okay. And you're like, no, 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 not that kind. Like, I mean, like you know, I'm trained in jazz, and I have choreography and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what's funny is I actually tell people they're like, where do you live? And I'm like, Las Vegas. They go, oh. I've actually had some people. Some people say, are you a stripper? And I'm like, <laughs> who just straight up says that? I, I, I people do. I'm, I mean, no, no judgment to the strippers out there. No judgment. You <laughs> do make your money. You, we all gotta eat. Yeah, but I personally not for me. But it's... <laughs> hey, sorry to interrupt, but we will be splitting this podcast into part one and part two. So once you're finished with this episode, make sure to join us on part two, where we talk about Broadway dreams, the top one hundred countdown, visas, and. As a bonus, we get to hear a little bit of Lauren actually singing, which is fantastic. So in the meantime, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with all of your friends. And I will see you guys on part two. Catch you later.